Welcome to Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where Heather takes credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. I used to think that I was a good person, then I met these folks. Wow. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where I take credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. Not all heroes wear capes. Who's our hero today? It's a pretty simple problem. People need to get where they need to go. They need to get to work, they need to get places, and they don't have any way to do it. That sounds like a job for you. Heather, what's the solution? You don't need to worry. Scott Benton is here from the Bicycle House. He makes sure everybody's got a bike to get where they need to go. Sounds like you've got this under control. We knew we can count on you, Heather. I am so glad to get to introduce you to my friend Scott Benton, the creator of Bicycle House in Tallahassee. I got to meet Scott a few years ago when I was interviewing him for um, a piece sponsored by the Beatitude Foundation. He was up for some grant funding, and I walked into this crazy warehouse filled with bikes and... That became the rabbit hole of learning about the Bicycle House. So what you're going to learn about today is how when somebody has a need, Bicycle House is there to fill it. Whether it's just a place to hang out, a place to help, a place to serve, most importantly, a place to get where you're going. And that is on a bike. You're going to hear Scott talk about um, the kinds of bikes that he gives away, what motivates him to do it, how you can help. I can't wait to tell you about it. So let's get into it. Scott, thank you so much for being here with me today. I have been wanting to talk with you about Bicycle House since I first met you. Gosh, was it 2017? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, uh, just for our listeners, I met Scott, who is the founder of Bicycle House in Tallahassee, um, when I was... I interviewed him for a piece um, that was highlighting his organization um, being being um, shown off by the Beatitude Foundation up for some grant funding. And it was such a cool project because I got to go and, and hear all of these people who are doing really great things for the world and um, and get to brag on them. And I had no idea what Bicycle House was. I had never even heard of it before. And what I discovered was just really unique and really genuinely helpful, and I loved it. So please explain to us, what is Bicycle House? How do you explain Bicycle House to other people? Um, we've, I've always had a, I've had a history in construction management and um, bike riding. I've been riding a bike since I was a little kid, racing bicycles and commuting, and I've always found myself uh, helping people on job sites who have lost their driving privileges. And uh, I myself uh, ride my bike to the job site. I no longer work construction, but uh, it's something that I've always sort of gravitated toward helping people who aren't really happy, you know, and they and they want to find a way to get to work and they're sort of ashamed to have to ride a bicycle, and I'm like, why is this? You know, and that one thing's led to another, and that's what I've wound up doing. It's fun, yeah. So people who need transportation, and for whatever reason, whether it's it's um, preference or it's lack of driving privileges or lack of a, of wheels of a, of a car, 
they need transportation. They need transportation, and um, I suppose that that what I just explained would be the uh, sort of the groundwork or the foundation or something that was unspoken in my life before I did it. I've only been doing this for ten years, and I'm sixty, so I mean I've I had a life before that, and. Um, I had some things happen to me. One thing led to another, and I found myself living back in Tallahassee with my parents at the age of 50. And um, my parents sort of said, you need to do something with your life. Uh, and I said, well, I, I think um, I'll try to help some people uh, keep uh, their transportation about them. And, and I wound up helping out uh, at a bicycle shop in town that's at a city park, and uh, there are a lot of there are many homeless people there, and I wound up helping those people sort of relieve the bike shop of that sort of pressure, uh, and I wound up founding Bicycle House as a result. Um, we sort of opened the doors in the beginning. We sort of took it upon ourselves financially to say, okay, we're going to pay the rent for a year or however long, uh, and we're just going to open the door. And since I'm from the south side of Tallahassee and my mother taught on the south side of Tallahassee, we sort of said, okay, we're just going to rent a place in this neighborhood and we're going to uh, open the doors and see what happens. And we're going to open the doors and just sort of listen to what people are saying and, and, and try to respond to that. And we're 11 years in now and we're, we're still learning. So, yeah. When I showed up at the Bicycle House, um, I drove into a parking lot that had a bunch of bike parts outside and then some a bunch of kids kind of riding bikes around. And then this warehouse where you pull up the garage door and it's filled with bikes and, and work tables and parts and tools and all kinds of stuff and then there's you standing on the platform like running this three ring circus of bikes and it was the coolest thing and i just really fell in love with the concept that you have of we're here to help you get a bike we will fix your bike we will help you fix your bike and we will help you get a bike and i loved how you asked for sweat equity in the bike ownership process of come in and help put your bike together or fix somebody else's bike or do something or do nothing and and roll out of here with a bike the goal is you have transportation we filled that gap yes i think in the uh in the beginning like i said we sort of listened to what people were needing you know and someone's going to come in and they're going to say i hear this place has uh services what are these services and so we said well what is your problem and a, a lot of times people come in and they're having uh issues with transportation they they don't have a car uh they're maybe their living situation is not good um maybe they're drinking too much um really they need some place to come they need something reliable in their life they need uh something that's that's dependable to them and they kind of can't go where other people go because they uh, they get, I wouldn't say ridiculed, but it's just kind of, you know, you roll up on your bike and you put it against the wall, you know. Those people you find will just go to, you'll see them at the, at the uh, convenience store. 
And so they're gathered there. And then they wind up drinking too much. And I'm not going to say, I mean, I, I really can't uh, say what that is like. Uh, but we give people a place to be. Mm-hmm. And I can't say how much that 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 makes uh, a difference in someone's life. There was a man that was uh, at Bike House yesterday um, after we had closed, and we have a graveyard, um, and he was picking through the graveyard, and he has now bought himself a van, and he, he lives at Homefront. And when I met him about seven years ago, he was on the street, and he was not doing well, and... I don't know whose standards he we, we are talking by, uh, but he's doing better, you know. And he drives around and he gathers up junk and he takes them to the. He lives at Homefront now and he takes them there. And I know people who manage and live it as well live at Homefront, and he drives them a little crazy because he <laughs> he picks up a bunch of stuff, you know, and he loves picking up stuff, but he's doing better. And um, that's a success story, you know, just to have him feel like there's a place he can be and Homefront is a place he can be. And to feel like when he comes to Bike House, he can go out front and he doesn't have to worry about someone coming out and say, hey, you're stealing stuff because it's in the graveyard. It's open, you know, 24 hours a day. And um, then someone else came uh, that was a, a paying customer who was just coming to look in the graveyard to, for some parts. And he's uh, he lives in Southwood. He's quite well-to-do, but he likes to fix up bikes for the neighbor kids. And um, they wound up working together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then the man, uh, both these people, uh, the, the, the formerly homeless man, uh, wound up getting the help of the other man, and that man helped him put a bike rack on the back of the van, which had never occurred to him before to put a bike rack on there. <laughs> and so then he drove away with three bikes. And I'm not sure how the people at home front feel about that because now he's starting a pile over there. <laughs> <laughs> there I you think, go. I think that's great. I mean, it's, it's providing an opportunity for people to not only tap into um, our... I think what is a human need to be helpful and to connect with people, um, but also able to to provide transportation for somebody for whom that might be the gap that they have between staying in one place and going to, to work. You know, and a lot of times it can be something that simple that is standing in the way of somebody being able to pull themselves up by some bootstraps and move to the next level of what they want for their life. Mm-hmm. Yes. I loved in our first interview that you told me you don't have to earn your bike. Like, like we're here to help. Like, we're yeah. not going to put you through paces. There's nothing that you have to do. All help is welcome, but it's not required. Yes. Tell but- us a little bit about what people might do when they come um, to Bicycle House. If If you... If you are in need of transportation or if you know someone that's in need of transportation or if you know someone who, say, has kids and they need bicycles um, and, and you, the only thing that we require of someone who, is, who needs, needs a bicycle, whether it be for transportation or recreation, um, is an address. And if that's the shelter or if that's home front or if that's any assisted you know, uh, living place uh, – then we're going to need 
a sponsor. And people are like, oh, you mean like financially? And I say, well, no. Um, if you say we have Bob mm -hmm. and Bob is your friend and sometimes Bob comes by and works in your yard or he like does something with your car, or he helps you and you give him some money or something. And then you ask him, Bob, where do you live? He's well, I don't stay at the shelter because everyone's crazy there. Or he has a theory on why he can't stay in these places that would provide him food and shelter. And he lives under the bush, number five on, you know, mm -hmm. Takalak Circle or wherever this is. And so you become acquainted with him and you know where his bush is, you know. Um, so if he comes to Bike House and we don't know him from anyone, then we're going to say, where do you live? And he's going to say, under bush number five, mm -hmm. you know. And we're going to say, well, where is that? And so as a sponsor in that you know where this bush is, mm -hmm. we can call you and say, Bob hasn't been in in a while. Okay. Can you go to bush five and please bring him in? <laughs> With the bicycle. Yeah. And oftentimes I'd say something uh, as, a, as, as kind of a joke, but it's serious. And that is the relationship is with the bicycle. <laughs> right. You know, it's yeah. not with you, buddy. <laughs> or lady. We got to make sure the bike is okay. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and um, a lot of people come to us to volunteer. Uh, and we welcome anyone that wants to come and volunteer um everyone starts at the bottom you know we say hey i want to learn how to work on bikes we have a bunch you know kids in high school or are starting college so well i love working on bikes and i want to learn how to work on bikes more and we're like fine grab a broom go clean the toilet <laughs> um but and also a lot of people come in to volunteer from the different uh social work programs at FSU and, mm -hmm. and they're well-meaning people and they and they say, well, how do we fix Bob? Mm -hmm. And I say, well, you know, we're not going to really stop him from going to the liquor store. We're going to make sure his brakes work right? so that as he goes to the liquor store, he can do so as safely as possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then which goes to something, which is a paraphrase of what my mother's uh, thoughts are on the matter. And that is that we fix bikes, not people. Yeah. And that is one thing um, that leads us to uh, volunteering. We do background checks on, on, all, on all our volunteers, and we try to be very careful with the people that volunteer with us so that we can provide the best service. Um, we treat our services as if a tree has fallen on your neighbor's car. You walk out the door in the morning, and you look over, and you go and you get the keys to your spare the car that you used to drive in college, and you dust off the car, and you take the keys over and knock on his door with a cup of coffee because you love your neighbor <laughs> and you say you're going to need these keys to my Toyota and he's like what what you don't come outside you you can borrow this as long as you want you know we don't take a, a uh, in other words we don't try to teach someone skills because we don't take our toolbox over there and say hey if you tune up my car you can borrow it while your car is right. in the shop and we also don't take the lawnmower over there and say, hey, if you mow my lawn, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not about skills and it's not about earning. It's about it's about saying, hey, we know that a tree has fallen on your car, metaphorically speaking, in life. And it could have been me. Right. You know, and so we're going to provide you with this service. All you need to do is just have Oh, we do require people to have a reliable lock, a, a U lock, you know, mm -hmm. not just a cable lock. Um, and an address or someone who can come and get you at this address. But we don't, we know that people have aspirations. Uh, we know that people have, and they don't want to be talked down to as if, okay, we're going to teach you a skill. You know, we let that sort of happen organically. 
it just as a, a I guess as the uh, as I was saying a minute ago about the guy who's there to collect things, right. you know, and then the other guy comes to collect things from a completely different walk of life. Who, mm-hmm. This guy's a physician, by the way, the, the, the guy. And um, they wound up working together, and that guy winds up telling him about his time in the Army, yep. and, you know, and, and then utilizing some of his hands-on, you know, his his uh, skills, mm-hmm. you know, his STEM skills, skills, if you will. And... That's that's kind of how our volunteer our volunteering works as well, and we have, well, before the pandemic, we had actively about twenty five volunteers on staff, and that's pretty cool. We have about we have two, right now we have one volunteer on staff and a manager volunteer on staff at all times. So we put in about two hundred volunteer hours a week, and for a small organization. I, we're pretty proud of that. Yeah. How do you, how do you make money? Do you sell bikes in addition to giving bikes? Do you sell re- bike repair services? Do you take private donations? How can people help, and how do you stay afloat? Well, we came in, we came into this as more. I had had some really bad health problems that I survived and wound up living with my parents, as I said. And this was more, it started more as a way for me to get out and to get out and to do something uh, constructive with my life more than just sit around and watch TV or, mm-hmm. or, or read. That happened about 20 years ago, and I've, I've grown a lot since then. And um, we sort of said as we started it that we were just, like I said, we were going to open the doors and we we're going to listen and pay the expenses. And um, over a period of time, our our uh, scope of what we do, like we do programs with the Episcopal Church, we do programs with kids in the summer uh, that we've all had to cancel this year. Um, but we also have a relationship with the local s- several cycling organizations. We work with the Leon County Schools. We um, repair the bikes for their education program. So we've really gained. We've really taken on a lot of things. Yeah, and so. About, I guess it's been three years ago now, I started to say, okay, this is now more than what I can deal with personally and managing the volunteers. And we had people come to us uh, that were interested because as we grew, WCTV did an interview, did a, a televised interview, uh, twenty all the different all the different TV stations, the Democrat did a piece on us. And so all that exposure that we got led to people having a solution in their personal lives. In other words, the husband and wife uh, uh, argument that's eternal, clean out the garage. (laughs) And so we got all the crap from everybody's garage. And now it's such that last year at the beginning of the school year, we decided to start selling bicycles. Okay. And um, that's kind of a tough thing because when you're putting prices on, on a bicycle and you have a whole bunch of bicycles sitting there with prices, then the person who needs a bicycle is going to be walking along beside a person who's a physician from Southwood. Right. And that, and plus we're starting to compete with local bike shops and mm-hmm. that's not something I ever intended to do. Right. Um, 
So we've been doing that now for about six months, a little little more than uh, almost a year now. Uh, of course, the pandemic, we had to shut down for about two months. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so it's tough. Yeah. Um, how we really want to make money is we want to have more members. Okay. How do you and become a member? To become a member is 10 bucks a month mm-hmm. or better, whatever you want to give. Uh, and you just go to our website and it's there's a a button that you push and it takes $10 a month out of your checking account. <laughs> what's the what's the website address? Bicyclehouse.org. Okay, yes. bicyclehouse.org. Um, we're going to put that in the show notes and it'll also be on Facebook. Um, so if you go to bicyclehouse.org um, and, and look for the button that allows you to become a member, you can donate whatever amount you would like and then just put your your information in there and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll take it out. It's a recurring donation, you. yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that is not helpful you know people i'm sure are ready to clean out their garage and bring all of their bike junk to you and you can use it is there anything that's really that you don't need as much as i'd like to say no yes there are things we don't need i don't think um it's part of our responsibility to serve the community and so we do take responsibility for pretty much anything um we found creative ways to deal with complete junk (laughs) Um, and we've taught kids how to, and we've, we've, we've taught kids how to work with torches. We've taught, uh, we've allowed people who are frustrated, you know, people who are on work release, uh, to come in and just take apart bikes. And that saves us a great deal because, um, if you picture, if we're going to, go to the scrap metal place with a bunch of bikes if they were all taken apart and compressed well then that's more pounds per square foot and that saves us trips in the rented van that we use so no we really find a use not really a use but a but a social use for everything i think a lot of fellowshipping occurs when we have different we have a lot of uh social groups from the different universities that come and work with us Uh and we also have uh a uh uh, Professor Hellman at Tallahassee Community College. I want to give a shout out to her. She's awesome. Uh-huh. And she uh, teaches a leadership class and her students get uh, credit for coming and volunteering with us, almost like an internship. Mm-hmm. And there are 14 or 15 of those students each semester. And so they wind up working and they learn a little bit and they're only required to do something like 25 hours. But each one of those people gain a little bit of knowledge and that's enough knowledge to start taking apart bikes with the local kids that come in in every afternoon. Yeah. And that's just invaluable. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. And that gets the bikes taken apart, put in garbage cans. We get the bike parts that we need from there. And so, you know, that's, um, yeah. My next question is, if somebody's listening to this and they don't live in Tallahassee, they live in another community and they feel like, this is really cool, I want to do something like this, or we need something like this in our community, What's your advice to them? I, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, I toured around to a bunch of these community bike shops, and I found that I, I'm not going to say I didn't have anything in common, but I'm not like a social advocate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't currently. I haven't for most of my adult life. I haven't owned a car, although I've worked full time jobs at you know for commercial construction companies and things like that where you get a truck but i've always proudly left it on the job site um i can't really say but i can say there are some things that are that are certain 
I started this place with my mom and with my mother and father, and I've lived in. It's it's about community. I've lived here since 1960, uh, on and off. And I started riding to. I was fortunate enough to ride to grade school, to middle school, and to high school. I commuted, and it led to me pretty much having a career as a bike racer, um, a crappy one, but it's okay. <laughs> um, you have to accept accept one, one, what happens once you get the doors open. Mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it. How do mm. you do it? Well, you, you save up a little money and you say, I have a mission. A friend of mine started a church, mm-hmm. you know, and he said, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, but he inherited some money. And so he... This is, he yeah. did. He went Open through the door and see what happens. I he, think that's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, he went through a seeking process, and and then and I think that's the same with me. Um, you have to prepare to yourself to accept what happens once you get the doors open, and be, be prepared financially too. And it's, it's not a lot of money, but it's something. Since the beginning, our monthly expenses have averaged around around two thousand a month, and we are just now getting a substantial membership base that covers a little more than half that. So through daily donations, we try to meet right. that number each month. And we are just now, so ten, be expect, you know, don't expect people to think that it's the end of the world. Right. I mean, that, that you are the answer to all the right. world's problems. Yeah. Uh, so that's why those memberships are so important because it's really helping to make make you more, more well, it, solvent it does turn it into a commu- community bike a community organization mm-hmm. you know rather than the benton foundation right. or whoever's funding it you right. know i like i i have been offered um not offered money but i have been uh led toward applying for grants and things like that and i, f- I kind of feel like that the foundation for the organization needs, particularly in this organization, it needs to be in the community. A mm-hmm. little bit of money from a lot of different people that feel like they're involved, yep. I think, provides a really uh, unique and firm foundation. If I'm going to search for a grant, and we are, I'm very proud to say, we are getting a grant um, uh, from an organization this year uh, over $10,000, which is going to make a huge difference awesome. um, for us. And um, so, your question uh, was, "How do you like? How do you go about it?" Um, That's the ugly reality side: is that it does cost money, and you have to be. Also, I am raising, helping to raise a child, and my spouse and I do not have a car, and we've paid particular. uh, You know, we live in a particular place where we can shop and where we can take the kid to school by bicycle. Mm-hmm. She's in this th- she's starting the 3rd grade at Hartsfield and so we live less than 2 miles from there and we you know so that's another expense that we don't have. Right. <clears throat> um I think you have to be prepared to make sacrifices. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that that sacrifice alone gives us about 400 bucks a month that we wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of the financial is kind of the ugly side and you're not going to get paid you right. know that's you could say that's ugly but um uh the other side of the coin is massively good you open the door and people in need start to hear about you and it feels great to get the chance 
to be there for people and to just to be there to see the effort you make as an organization mobilize people you know literally uh, mobilize them yeah literally mobilize people and just the power and, and to not forget the power of being there open 40 hours a week i get people coming in and they're from city council people have come in senators a guy that was running for governor and they said do you do events and do you promote you know do you, what do you do for the i was like we're doing it right now yeah, this is it 40 hours a week <laughs> right eight out you know 40 hours a week eight hours a day you know that's that's powerful yeah. and i don't think that that can be emphasized enough that it's always open that people know that you're there and when they really are down on their luck they can come and uh, you know and you or if they re, or if somebody i have some other people who have depression problems or something even people who are you know uh professors and stuff like that and it gives them a place to go yeah to blow off steam and to help other people and to and to sort of plug in yeah you know in the way that they can uniquely plug in because they have bike skills or whatever well, that brings to to my mind an image that I would really like to close us with, and and it is of the uh, spokes on a wheel. You know, I when when you just talked about you know people being able to come in from a place from a lot of different walks of life and come to a central location where they can connect with other people, be helpful, you know, spend their time, get away from whatever they're trying to get away from. Um, you know, and and or maybe even get transportation that's going to close the gap for them, so that they're able to get to the job that they need. Mm-hmm. I I see this I see this dynamic of different paths all leading to the center, just like a wheel, like a bicycle wheel. And and I I want to ask our listeners to consider where are you on which spoke are you. You know, where are you in that wheel and and how can you be part of what keeps it rolling? And I thank you for being here today and sharing this story. I, I think that the Bicycle House is such a cool thing. I love how it's all about helping. It's all about being there when people need you. And I just... I'm excited that you're here in Tallahassee, and I say thank you. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Well, I'd like to give, I guess, some shout-outs to the different organizations. Um, The Capital City Cyclists, uh, they really do a lot for this community with the Trips for Kids, as I mentioned, in the Leon County Schools, and we have a great relationship with them. Um, We've just signed an agreement with them, and we're working they are working really hard. They're a bunch of good people. Also, the Tallahassee Mountain Bike Association is trying to start the first successful high school mountain bike team Very cool. uh, at Rickards. They're, it's still in the works, but we're hoping to – we're talking about partnering with them and how that might work. Um, also wanted to thank uh, Dr. Willie Williams at the Pace School, and he's come in and ridden a few times with us, and he – brainstorms with me also patrick Dent, Dimps, patrick denson uh at uh bikes up guns down he's a really great person in the and also uh royal king 
who works with uh, Omega Lamplighters. They've been riding with us a lot and sending kids in, and they're doing a lot of great stuff in the city. A lot of other people, um, but yeah, we have great results and we're having a great time. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being here today. Um, I'm so glad that we're getting to share the story with our listeners. And um, I just say, keep rolling. Thank you. (laughs) Status confirmed. This problem is solved. Well, that's it for this week, guys. We did it. We solved another problem with a little help from our friends. You can be a superhero, too. Check us out online. That's where all the information is about how you can jump in and start solving everything. Heather solves everything with a little help from Everyday Heroes.